listening to the Bible 126 show. Psalm 124 verses 1 to 8. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. David acknowledged something that we all should continually acknowledge each and every day of our lives. If it had not been for the Lord, I would have never made it. If it had not been for God Almighty, I would have never made it. I am sure, I am positive that if you look back through your own life, there are certain situations, certain instances in your life that you can point to and say that if it had not been for the Lord, I would have never made it. Now the question today is how can I be sure to know that God is on my side? How can I know that the creator of heaven and earth is on my side? The answer is simple. If you want to know that God is on your side, be sure to make sure that you are on his side. God cannot be on your side if you are not on his side and God will not be far from you if you are close to him. Instead of being bothered about whether God is on your side, you need to focus on yourself. God does not change. The one who changes is us. Human beings have a proclivity to change. The side that always presents problems is our side. It's us. God does not change. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. God does not change. That is something that needs to go to the very forefront of your mind today. God does not change. And if you indeed want to check that God is on your side, make sure you are on his side. How can I check that I am on God's side? Check whether you are still in tune with him. Check whether you are still obeying his commands. Examine whether you are still walking in righteousness and holiness. If you are sure you are on God's side, you can be sure that God is on your side also. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, Examine yourself, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, 
expects ye be reprobates. You really don't need to examine God because God cannot fail and God does not change. God does not backslide. What you should do is examine yourself. If you are on God's side, there is no doubt that God is on your side. And what you need to remember is that God is a God of integrity. He is a God that keeps his word. And the word of God says in James 4 verse 8, Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Come and stand by his side and he will stand by your side. And oh, what a wonderful thing it is to have God on your side. There is no one else I would want to be by my side other than God Almighty. There is no one else I would want to be by my side other than the God who created the heavens and the earth. There is no one else I would want to be on my side than the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. There is no one else I would want to be on my side than the God who loves me. When you realize the love that God has for you, when you realize the concern that God has for you, when you realize the care, the interest that God has for your life, when you realize the power and the glory of God, when you realize exactly who God is, there is no one else you would rather be on your side than God. The whole world may be against you. Your family may have disowned you. You may have a list of enemies longer than a mile. But I want you to remember this one verse. This one verse. Romans 8.31 What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Can sickness? No. Can disease? No. Can calamity? No. Can disaster? No. Can tragedy? No. Can death? No. Can problems? No. Can difficulties? No. If God be for you, who can be against you? I have no idea what you are facing today. I don't. I don't know how bad your situation is today. I don't. I don't know how much the odds are stacked against you and your family. I don't. I have no idea how dire the situation is. I don't. I have no idea how hopeless and how helpless your situation is. I don't. But one thing I do know is that you have a God in heaven. A God who loves you. A God who says, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. In your situation right now, draw nigh unto God. With all of your problems today, draw nigh unto God. With all of your concerns today, draw nigh unto God. With all of your anxieties, with everything that is worrying you today, with everything that is keeping you up at night. The Bible encourages you to draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. 
First Peter 5 verse 7 Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Now, when you draw nigh unto God, something amazing happens. Something unusual happens. The problems that used to seem so insurmountable begin to look smaller. Because you come to the understanding that I don't have to fix everything. I don't have to have the answer to every question. I don't have to have the answer to every problem. I don't have to have the resources at hand to solve whatever I am facing. All I need to do is trust in him. You don't have to rely on your own abilities or capabilities or capacity or your own genius. You can rely on God. Look at your problem and look at God Almighty. Who is bigger? Yes, what you are facing is greater than your own capacity. Yes, what you are facing is bigger than your own ability to fix it. That's fine. But is it greater than God's capacity? If it had not been for the Lord, I would have never made it. So how can I know that I am on God's side? The answer is simple. Make sure you are on his side. How can I know that I am on the Lord's side? Do you obey his instructions? Have you let go of some things that try to hinder your relationship with God? Be sure you're on God's side. The side of peace, the side of righteousness, the side of love. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In other words, the Lord knows them that are his. The Lord knows those who are on his side. God cannot be mocked. He cannot be deceived. Church attendance does not mean that you are on God's side. Having a Bible in your house does not mean that you are on God's side. So many people go to church, but they are not on the Lord's side. They are called by the name of Christ, but they haven't departed from iniquity. One of the things you will rarely hear preached, the new birth. John 3 verse 3 to 7 Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, 
and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. It is unfortunate that the very foundation of the Christian faith is forsaken by many preachers. Meanwhile, there is no possibility of roofing a house that has no foundation. Whatever we teach believers before their new birth is like attempting to climb a tree from its leaves. The foundation of every matter is very important. Even the Bible affirms that the righteous can do nothing if their foundation be destroyed. The refusal of our preachers to teach about the new birth is like destroying the foundation of the Christian faith. No wonder we have people coming to church just for what they can receive from God. Many people are in church but have never truly encountered Jesus or surrendered their all to him. Most of these people were deceived, so to say. Preachers will entice many people to come to church by offering financial blessings and miraculous healings. Yes, God can bless you with these things. However, this should not be the sole reason to come to church or to become a Christian. Jesus should be the main focus, and getting closer to God and all these other blessings may be added. Any preacher who only speaks on how to receive blessings and never speaks about Jesus and how to obtain salvation should not be trusted. We will get blessed. We will receive our healing and God will change our financial status if we truly serve him. But we cannot put the cart before the horse. The true message of the kingdom begins with the new birth. You must be born again. Jesus first talked about the new birth in John 3, and the account is really interesting. It has an important message to relay to our current day preachers. John 3 verse 3 to 7 Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, Verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Nicodemus was a Pharisee and a teacher of the law, he knew how the Pharisees detested Jesus, but he knew without a doubt that Jesus Christ came from God. So he came to Jesus by night, 
First, Nicodemus acknowledged the divinity of Jesus and he eulogized him as one sent from heaven. He also acknowledged that no one can do the miracles Jesus did if he was not sent by God. For many of us, this is a very pleasant feedback from such a man who was respected as a teacher of the law. But when Jesus would respond to Nicodemus's appraisal, he said, You must be born again, otherwise you will not see the kingdom of God. Jesus was not carried away by the fact that Nicodemus was a teacher of the law. Neither was he carried away by Nicodemus's evaluation of him. He pointed out to him that the new birth is the prerequisite to entering the kingdom of God. There are many false preachers out in the world right now who will attempt to convince you that there are many ways to enter into the kingdom of God. This is false, and these people are not of God, but of the world. They are known as false preachers, and they are being influenced by the Antichrist spirit which is already in the world. If we look at John 3 verse 5, Jesus clearly states that there is only one way. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Many times the Bible emphasizes and repeats that there is only one way to heaven, only one way to the kingdom of God, and that is through Jesus Christ. Acts 4 verse 12 And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Many churches are failing to tell their congregation the truth because they want to be accepted by the world. John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Unfortunately, preachers have mellowed down on preaching about the new birth. Some call it an old school message. Well, no matter how lightly the message of the new birth is esteemed, therein lies the wisdom of God to save sinners. Romans 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. The gospel remains the power of God to salvation for everyone that believes, regardless of how many people disdain it. If you are not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. You must be born of water and of the Spirit to enter into God's kingdom. If you are born once, you have a physical life. But if you are born twice, you have eternal life. The new birth therefore refers to being born by the Spirit of God after our physical birth 
through our faith in the finished work of Christ for our redemption. The new birth is the regeneration of the human spirit. In the new birth, God works from within the believer by cleansing of his or her sins by his spirit. And such a believer is birthed by the same spirit into the household of God. The new birth takes place the moment we repent of our sins and confess them to the Lord, accepting him as our personal Lord and Savior. John 1 verse 12 and 13 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In the new birth we are born of God, and we become sons by believing in Jesus Christ. We are adopted into the family of God through our faith in Christ. Our sins are cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and we are justified by faith. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 17 therefore says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Your old life is gone, and you are a new person in Christ through the new birth. Your old life is forgiven, and you become the righteousness of God by faith. However, the new birth cannot be your reality if you do not repent from your sins. Believe and confess Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The commercial gospel has taken the place of the gospel of the cross. Now, instead of preaching Christ to humanity, people say, Come to our church and you are going to have more money and wealth. God can make you rich, but that shouldn't be the basis of your relationship with him. The gospel of Christ should not be replaced with the gospel of commercial faith. The devil is taking God from people in exchange for money and they embrace it with joy. Those that have turned themselves to preachers of commercial faith rather than preachers of righteousness have been possessed by the seducing spirits which are to make people accept the wrong doctrines. Unfortunately, the body of Christ is becoming more prosperity conscious, forgetting that the highest level of blessedness is to make heaven. You need to be born again by accepting Jesus as your Savior today. Remember that if you are born again, the second death will not have power over you.